Hello and welcome to today's episode on blockchain and financial inclusion. I'm Effie Pilarinu and I'm with my co-host Arun Krishna Kumar from Rhetoric in London. Hi, this is Arun Krishna Kumar from Rhetoric in London. Welcome and we have the pleasure today to have with us Kavita Gupta from Consensus. Kavita, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Kavita, tell us a little bit about um, uh, your position. You're a managing director at Consensus. Um, tell us how you spend your time, what is your focus and, and your mission in this uh, organization. Sure. Hi guys, my name is Kavita Gupta. I'm a managing partner at Consensus Ventures. Um, I started the external investment arm of Consensus uh, last year in August with the focus to invest in both equity and tokens. At that time, it was the first unique VC hedge fund in a way that we were investing in both and creating new financial models to invest in the combination of both. And uh, yeah, it has been a great ride. We also recently started our accelerator Tachyon. And uh, so with 16 companies in Tachyon and around 16 companies from Venture Portfolio, last year and a half has been a very busy but adventurous ride. Uh, great. Uh, Kavita, so can you tell us a little bit about your um, investment thesis in terms of what you focus on? What kind of, what you what do you look for in a firm, ideal firm, from a consensus ventures perspective? Um, so we invest in Ethereum ecosystem, of course, because the founder of consensus is the co-founder of Ethereum, Joe Lubin. Uh, so we invest in Ethereum ecosystem and blockchain agnostic projects, which can help overall the whole blockchain community to grow so on infrastructure side security side etc so from ventures our thesis is we invest anything and everything on ethereum ecosystem across the stack it could be on infrastructure security protocol um, applications liquidating um, products like exchanges etc or could be very strong scalability solutions on the infrastructure side uh, on blockchain agnostic. Um, so yeah, and we invest in pre-seed and seed stage. Our sweet spot is somewhere around 500K. We go anywhere between 250K to $2 million. And um, we are also geographic agnostic. So we, it could be a company out of Egypt or India or San Francisco or Berlin. Um, if it's a great project, it's going to move the whole blockchain ecosystem and especially ethereum to the next level then we are interested in it do you look for a kind of a pre-revenue or is that a particular stage at which you you get into firms is um, is there a stage yeah so when we do pre-seed and see there are a lot of times like one of the portfolio company i'm very proud of is BlockFi. when we invested in them it was an idea on the deck but we really really believed in the entrepreneur the vision and the idea of, of course, what he wants to do and how he wanted to execute it. And today, uh, from our first check, we were the first check in from that stage to today when he has a company of around 25, 30 people and like, you know, $50 million lending capital have already made multi-million dollar loans. Um, it has been a great journey. So we go in a company like that. And at the same time, companies where they are already revenue positive.
Kavita, you said you're geographically agnostic, um, but um, uh, practically over this year, where have you been? Uh, where has um, this journey taken you? And I'm more interested in emerging markets and what um, exciting projects you've seen there. Beauty of blockchain is it's truly decentralized, even with respect to entrepreneurs and the technology which is coming. Um, we, when I started on this journey, and I'm coming investing in a Silicon Valley space in a long time. I realized very early on that the entrepreneurs or the talent is really just not there, just in Silicon Valley or just in New York. It's all over the place. This is not the technology which you go to colleges or Ivy Leagues to really study and go. And so even within our portfolio company, we have a company from Australia, we have a company from UK, we have a company from Chile, uh, one of the one of the very big exchange from South America. And when we started doing Tachyon, out of 16 companies, 10 are international. We are a company from Cairo, Israel, India, China, South Korea, etc. And we really see cutting edge technology or the way of handling the same problem uh, is way more advanced in the emerging markets or the developing countries, so call, as we call it, um, and in a very pure decentralized, decentralized mode. Can you tell us a little bit about um, one of the use cases? Because um, you mentioned multiple geographies there. You mentioned Africa, Cairo, India, South America. So are there any specific use cases without naming names that you can give us uh, just to um, uh, give our audience a view of uh, what kind of uh, emerging markets use cases that you're looking at or that are coming along? So emerging market use cases... So I would divide them into two, right? Because people get very specific about what is the emerging market use case. First of all, if you have a cell phone, you're using Facebook and Twitter, irrespective of which part of the world you are, a lot of your use cases are still similar, right? So if they are on blockchain, they are still figuring out how to get the best mobile wallet, how to get more security, how to get the faster platform for transactions, whether it's on exchanges, whether it's on payment system. So one of the best, one of the really, really good companies, I would say, and I really love them, from China came Fastex, who are using Plasma on Ethereum blockchain so that they are able to give 300x times faster transaction results per second than anything we know of. So I won't put it into just emerging market use case. I would just say that amazing technology coming from those markets. Now, if I go into the specific social impact case and say very specific to individual market, we do see a big use and utilization of land titling in India, in Africa, uh, anywhere where you have middlemen and a lot of possibility of corruption. Uh, where you can give a small amount to anybody who can just literally change the ownership of your land, ownership of your car, ownership of anything. You need mechanisms like this. So we see land titling being very big one, which consensus India office is doing, Singapore is doing, Dubai is doing. Sovereign identity become a very big use case. Um, using IoT, 
devices to work with ethereum blockchain becomes very big uh because they can do verification um uh, they can do a check balances on verification instead of just depending upon the human entries on documents you know so uh yeah there are lots of use cases of uh, supply chain in the mining industries another one in africa which is a very big one uh so yeah uh emerging markets are definitely gearing up to blockchain very fast because they really connect with a lot of gaps which they have in the market um but uh you know there are still tons of uses by an individual which is not so call emerging market use cases Kavita, tell us a little bit more about the the project Tachyon. Um, if I understand correctly, it's an accelerator. Yes, it is an accelerator. Um, Tachyon is early stage companies whom we feel needs a bigger ecosystem, uh, a combination of deep Ethereum blockchain ecosystem along with a lot of guidance or overview from the Web 2.0. product usability customer acquisition marketing etc so we started realizing two big gaps when we started investing in the the first one is that there were as i as i mentioned before amazing entrepreneurs were coming from all over the world and most of these people were already they knew what how to code on blockchain what are the pain points how to take the technology to the next level but they still didn't no or they were still not very good with how to create products like the culture of googles and facebook and silicon valleys of the world like how do you do those product cycles patch it to the market how the usability testings are done etc and then we were finding lot of great web 2.0 serial entrepreneurs coming into the space not finding enough support from the blockchain space and we said which has the biggest deep tech um support system available throughout the world and coming from silicon valley me and the team had deep connections in all the great companies new amazing product managers developers coders etc why don't we combine a pool of these advisors and have these companies go through and find their own balance and that's how tachyon came and we recently had a big demo day on november 16 with over 80 plus investors in the room and went very well so is that a way for um for consensus ventures to have proprietary uh, deals for investments per se or is it are you open to looking at firms that haven't gone through tachyon as well as part of uh, your role at consensus ventures yeah absolutely we are doing a regular deal at ventures and uh, but you do come across sometime entrepreneurs or ideas which are not ready for a vc investment but you know they have a lot of potential and you feel like if they get some sort of a right balance advisors they are going to be the next big thing and then you push them through the tachyon program uh, but we only do like a first check in and after that we pretty much put it out to the world as a pipeline which has already been Uh, which has already have done due diligence on worked on provided a lot of support on etc and really and for silicon valley it's for me the way i look at it is like a specialized deal flow for post seed or seed stage investment where they know that the companies already have gone through 
I wanted to ask you questions about uh, the Indian ecosystem as well. I understand you are very well plugged into that space. Uh, and you also mentioned um, blockchain being used in land titling um, in India, particularly. Uh, is that uh, the Amaravati project that you're talking about? And also, um, what are your what are your thoughts on the Indian position or the, the, the position that the Indian regulators have taken um, um, around the blockchain and rather the crypto space? I think, um, so going back onto your question on the regulatory, we always confuse blockchain and crypto and put them together. Aaron, you are an investor in the space. Effie, you have been in this space for long. You know that these are two separate things. I think blockchain, if I go and nerd out, blockchain is the big circle <laughs> and crypto within the Venn diagram is a small sub part of it. So you may or may not need crypto for blockchain, right? And similarly, you can just use crypto for speculation and have nothing to do with blockchain. So some overlapping out there. Um, so I think just India is very bullish on technology. We got a lot of support from government of India, Niti Aayog to Andhra Pradesh, AP, um, uh, to a lot of individual state ministry, um, to IITs of the world and everything. Like we got tons of support and, um, it was not that you go and you are like trying to sell, hey, this is the new technology. They're like, hey, we want to learn about blockchain. So uh, we are doing project with Niti Aayog. Uh, we are doing project with Andhra Pradesh government. Uh, we did sign the POC with them. So we are doing like a lot of public projects, but we are also doing a lot of private companies now. Uh, Consensus India has two offices between Delhi and Bangalore. And they are uh, working from fintech industry to supply chain to both authorities, etc. So, yeah, so I think on the regulatory side, going back, government of India is very, very bullish on the technology side. In fact, Prime Minister Modi uh, just just cracked a very big joke on blockchain on a national level audience saying that if you're raising money and you say you're building on blockchain, you will get a lot of money. Which so that's at the fintech conference in Singapore, right? That yes, was yes, it. so true. So, <laughs> yeah, our leaders are ahead of their time. When it comes to crypto, I mean, it may not be right, but it's understandably right that they want to un- they want to make sure that it does not become a Havala method for people to move around black money in countries like India and move it in and out or you old women or like widows or like wrong money, you know. So they are figuring out what is the right way to induct it in and they haven't figured it out. But I do know that they are understanding how crypto works. What are the right ways to use that? What are the tax auditing processes around it? And I'm sure once they figure it out, they're going to be more positive on cryptocurrency. Kavita, in terms of um, the academy that Consensus uh, runs, how does that tie into all this ecosystem and to um, the social sort of aspect of uh, the blockchain use cases? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So one of my very, very dear friend, Vanessa Grillet, uh, runs the blockchain for social impact for Consensus. And... Um, uh, I think her life is and her work is one of the most profound one because uh, she's working with people in Nigeria who are clearing 
river niger by using iot devices and putting the data on blockchain to have a verified measurement where the money is going and how it is all getting sorted um having supply chain in the mining industry so that you don't have mining mafias in the middle uh to take away most of the gold or special minerals without actually sharing the uh, all the revenues with the workers who are really working day in and day out in tachyon we had an amazing project global explorer which is the uh they also won the ted prize and uh, ted award and was a grantee at tachyon uh, where they are creating uh, all the artifacts historical artifacts and sculptures basically and putting them on blockchain so that they can take out the whole smuggling mafia uh from the middle i think on the social impact side and i have been an impact investor in the past um i really believe that governments can really benefit from using the traceability sourceability verification um uh, all these big positive points of blockchain by like just imagine like i always i always i would love to see this is that when every government scheme every government subsidy is actually on blockchain all your citizen data is on blockchain but ever is their tax return they are in different brackets so as a citizen if i'm a indian citizen which i am i can just go online and see what are the different scheme i'm really eligible for you know and then how do i apply for it and how in a very transparent manner i know that i'm getting this money for my education for my food for my health or something and government then can also create a ledger like a check and balances to know yes you know 100 million people were eligible for education or for rations and these many people actually applied without any fraud and these much this much money went and this much money is left and this can be used for this and in a way the everybody in the country have a clear balance sheet of the government you know the government every year wants us to pay and do taxes and actually pay extra money to create those taxes together how is government going to give us a transparent balance sheet back how did they use our taxes and where did it go so i think that is going to be a true democracy are you working with the indian government on that by any chance i wish yaar i would leave my managing director position and work for free for an year with government of india if they will let me do this that would be the true modi take out corruption style or mr gandhi's i don't know but i don't know if politicians really want to do it but yeah. that would be the true democracy honestly and blockchain can enable it if they will let it i i would join you kavita when we would bring it over to my home country greece and then we can export it to many other countries uh, definitely and our legacy would be uh, guaranteed if we could figure that one out right <laughs> i mean if we walk out alive after doing this then yes i had one one other question for you kavita so um in your in your experiences as a, as a um as a investment uh, um in the in the investment space within blockchain um what kind what percentage of deals do you generally typically um uh, invest in the reason i ask is i i am these days especially i am on 
so many pitches where um, the product is there, but when they want to, to they want to tokenize it, they have no clue why they want to tokenize it. Um, they want a token, and they they're raising about I me. Mean, even today, I was in a in a in a pitch where they were raising seven point five million, and they had absolutely no clue how how the demand was going to be generated for the for the particular token, what the economics was, and why they need that kind of money and everything that goes around that uh, typically. So, do you see this the the lack of depth? in the space when people try and um, do uh, token launches? So this used to be a big one when the ETH prices were at like 1,213. Uh, people did, they were just like, let's just launch token because we're going to raise money. And we would see it project after project after project. Um, because like, you know, with any other industry, that was the hype. Now, there is not much of a token market because combination of couple of things i wouldn't say it's just that the the ether prices have crashed or uh, the token market has crashed but also look at two other combinations right uh, the first and foremost is um people and investors have become very smart the sec has come in which is preventing a lot of pump and dump investors know this is not wild wild west anymore they're answerable to certain authorities so as an as an investor, people have started asking, "Hey, what is the real utility of these tokens? How are they going to be really used?" And with more questions coming in, people who were just doing it and thinking that they don't have to ever leave their basement and they will just put a white paper on a website and then collect twenty million dollars, uh, know that that's just not going to happen. So that sanity check was so needed, and really bad projects were. Uh, I would say killing the market for really good projects, right? There are also projects like Gnosis who are actually creating a big platform and building great products, which is going to move the needle for the whole space. And then there were projects who collected 100 million and we never heard of those founders ever and we don't know which island are they on. Um, I think there is more transparency. There is more answerability. There is also more questions. There is more sanity. Uh, there are more checks in place, which is really good for the future. First of all, thank you, Kavita, for, for sharing um, your uh, insights and your journey with us. And before leaving, we'd like to ask you a few more personal questions. Like, first of all, which area of India do you come from? Delhi. And I assume you go back there often, not only for work? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, but last one year, it has been mostly for work, which my mom is not very happy about. Uh, <laughs> but I'm actually heading there tomorrow to spend some quiet time with my parents for a week. That is great. And what what kind of food are you looking forward to eating when you're back home? Oh my God, it's like a kid in the candy store because I don't want to step out of my house at all. All I want is my mom to just cook anything. Like, because, you know, moms are the best cook in the world. Like, and especially when I'm just 24 hours away from uh, heading there, I don't have any other choice but to say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I think like, even if she makes a simple aloo parantha, which is for our non-Indian, non 
Hindi speaking audience is uh, potato bread. Uh, even that's fantastic. So anything and everything which you can just give me on the bed without shouting at me, I'm in. And what is your next exotic uh, trip that's planned for early next year? Or There are no vacations on consensus, no. Maybe with work. With work. Um, I'm actually very excited. This is going to be my first time to be at Slush in December. I am going to be on the founder stage on Slush on December 5th. And I have been uh, invited on a Google board, which is organized by Google, on 3rd from uh, Stockholm to Finland towards Slush and having deep conversations on AI and blockchain. Uh, so it's going to, I'm not sure about exotic, it's going to be very cold, freezing uh, destination, but I'm looking forward to very simulating conversation. Thank you so much, Kavita. It was great having you with us. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you so much, Effie. It was Thank a pleasure. You.